Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Pokemon fans of all ages. This is a wild podcast as appeared comicbook.com's official Pokemon podcast. This week, as always, I am joined by my co-host, Megan Peters. And I'm joined by our special guest, Mark Deschamps. Great to be here. uh, He is one of our gaming writers and a big Pokemon fan himself. Unfortunately, the summer of chaos continues and our usual cohort, Jim Viscardi, will not be joining us this week, barring any middle of the show appearances like he did uh, last week, which was freaky and crazy and was probably a good thing that my mic was muted when he popped up out of the blue unexpectedly. Um, So how's everyone doing? Man, I am just living my best life right now. I am currently in a big swath of reorganization in my nerd room. If you watch uh, this this podcast live, you will see all the various things that I have in my background. Uh, we are currently doing a major overhaul in this room. So off camera are a bunch of boxes. So I'm stressed. But this always means I might run into more good, good collectibles. Um, well, that's that. That's good to hear. Mark, how are you? Welcome back. It's good to be back. I'm good. Things are good. It, it's been a great week for Pokemon news. I'm, I'm very happy to be here for this episode specifically. I'm always happy to be here. But for this episode specifically, I'm like, I got to carve out time to be there. I yeah, mean, there's no. no news, right? I don't yeah. think there's anything to talk about. No, super no. slow, <laughs> super slow week. What you know? I, I don't know what you're what you're talking about. Uh, you know, so uh, for those of you who. Um, have not listened to the show. Well, first of all, welcome. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to us. This is a Pokemon podcast. We talk about literally all things Pokemon. That can be the video games, that can be the anime, that can be merchandise, trading cards, um, Pokemon miscellany. We talk about it all. Um, So the show usually goes... Uh, it's broken down into approximately three parts. Uh, we first, uh, we talk about just a quick uh, hits of the news, some of the news this week. Then we do uh, one to two uh, deep dives into a subject. This week is all about the Pokemon Presents that happened uh, last Wednesday and all of the big announcements that came out of that. And we end things off with our famous Pokefact of the Week, which will be sure to delight astound and horrify you um usually some mix of all three um although i think the horrifying will come during um you know uh our uh breakdowns of some of the uh announcements from this week's show uh so let's get started let's dive right into things because we got a whole lot to talk about usually we can like you know especially when jim's not around we 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 go on a lot of tangents but uh, this week we have so much to talk about. I don't know how much time we will have for tangents. 
so the first thing is uh let's let's kick things off with uh pokemon go some some big news coming out of pokemon go uh if you have been living under a rock for the last few days uh, the Ultra Unlock Part 3 event is going on now. We have uh, some Galar Pokemon showing up. Have you guys caught all of the Galar Pokemon yet? I don't have Zacian and Zamazenta yet, but I've got everybody else. Megan? I'm over here slacking because I've not done almost anything. However, I have been watching people do it, so I think that kind of counts you on know, Twitch, you know? I'm, I'm I'm still I'm still there. I mean I'm I've just not kind of gotten back into uh, the uh, the the niche of Pokemon, but it'll happen one day, uh, yeah. or at least for Pokemon Go. Uh, yeah, that, that's where I am. I feel like a slacker. So in the announcement that Pokemon uh, the Pokemon Company during their Pokemon presents, they actually mentioned like, "Hey, Pokemon Go is doing this Ultra Unlock event," and I found out on that day that what we've been calling Zacian is actually pronounced Zacian. That C-I is apparently doing some S-H's uh, work there. And I was like absolutely taken aback. Like I was like, what? I, I mean, it's, I mean, it's in grand Pokemon podcast tradition that we butcher the pronunciation of some of these Pokemon. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was, that was my big takeaway <laughs> from the whole thing was like, I, I was not not expecting it to be pronounced like that at all. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the Ultra Unlock. Uh, so yeah, only Zacian is out right now. Zamazenta, I believe, will be out uh, this coming week in the next like seven days. That's my bad. Uh, no, no, no. I, I mean, they didn't do the best job of um, announcing that because they sh- all the promotional stuff so- showed Zacian and Zamazenta like coming out together in like Central Park in New York. Um, I'm assuming that Zacian is doing, um, you know, Central Park in New York right now, and Zamazenta will swap out. They they don't like to do multiple. Well, I'm sure right now they're swimming, considering there's a there's a weather system hurricane. Whatever that is up in New York right now, all the crazy flooding videos. So uh, be safe if you're, I guess you're going out there and doing anything. Yeah. Use those remote passes from probably yes. an upper upper floor of your house. Yes. Uh, go up high, go remote. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I actually also haven't gotten Zacian yet. I've seen them a couple times, but I haven't been able to get a raid group together to try to catch, catch that Pokemon. Uh, soon, though, I'm sure it will happen here in the next few days. Uh, other Pokemon Go news, they also announced what the next Community Day Pokemon is, and it's not really much of a surprise. It's Oshawott. So, hey. you know, we, we're, we're rounding out those Unova um, Pokemon, uh, the starter Pokemon. Uh, the interesting thing is, is Razor Shell is being added to the game as a part of this uh, Community Day and will be added to Samurott's, like, uh, official moveset. So you won't have to... Uh, Razor, Cell, Razor Shell is not the Community Day special move, but we're getting an extra move anyway. So that's, that's a little, little something extra, a little treat for the fans. Um, it's also, I believe, a, um, a, another triple XP event, which, you know, should be good. I, I always like those better than, like, egg hatch distance ones, you know? Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think. I, I actually did not do a very good job of um, September 19th. It's September 19th for all of you 
who are frantically trying to mark your calendar about this event. Um, and also, you know, in the coming uh, next few days, we should get an update on, um, you know, what Pokemon Go plans to do about their very angry fan base. Because, you know, they announced that yeah. task force and that's, yeah. that's uh, supposed to, they said they were going to like meet for a month and they already reverted New Zealand back. You know, like New yeah. Zealand went on lockdown because they had like one case of COVID. Yeah. And like the entire like I think like Auckland went on like lockdown and like the rest of the country got like raised alert, like we're not doing this again. Meanwhile, I don't know, here <laughs> in the United States, you know. <laughs> hey, we did get a drug approved though by the FDA today. So we'll we see. We did. Yeah, yeah, but I but I will say, I mean, in terms of the Pokemon Go fandom, I mean, I I have not been intentionally choosing to, you know, to boycott the game. I have played it several times, but I just haven't I've just been rubbed so wrong by it because I'm really trying not to go places. I mean, I'm, I'm fully vaccinated, but uh, I mean, I'm, I'm planning to do several things in the fall. I just want to be as safe as possible. And like, it's, it has just rubbed me the wrong way for other people in my life who I know are immunosuppressed. So I just, I just haven't been playing it. It's not necessarily a boycott, but there are still a bunch of people I've seen in the comments, even and for the show today saying that, they haven't played Pokemon Go because of that exact reason. So I'm very interested in hearing what Pokemon Go is going to say about the situation because it has blown up incredibly more so than I think most people anticipated. Yeah. It's such a it's such a baffling thing altogether because as far as I know, there's nothing that it costs them to 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 do this, to make this change. And it, it has made the game less playable. Um, you know, it's so frustrating when you're like right next to a Pokestop and you have to be on top of it to get it to spin. And there are people who started playing during the pandemic that didn't know it was any different. So I just, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get the logic. It's, it's a mess. I, I, you know, I, I have, I haven't boycotted the game. I have like, um, through a confluence of many different events, I've, I've really, uh, not been playing it as much as I had, you know, even a month ago. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to lie. It does kind of correlate to, um, you know, these these changes that were made. I, I went on vacation a couple of weeks ago. Um, I, you know, you know, unlike unlike some some people when they go on vacation, I did not miss the show of the podcast, but I was on vacation <laughs> and the Dang. location I went to. Um, was, you know, had a lot of Pokestops and some of them were in places where there were a lot of people and I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I could have hit all those Pokestops and I could have, like, engaged a lot more with the game, um, you know, if I were either one more comfortable with people or if they had extended it. And it's like, you know, I was I was at this place with my kids. I was not going to risk my, you know, kid safety because we were doing all the right things. And like there was already some inherent risk because we were in a public uh, place um, and I wasn't going to increase it more. And so I just didn't play Pokemon Go at all during my vacation because it just, you know, it just it, it, it didn't feel really worth it to me and that that was disappointing because the last time i went to this place uh, a couple of years ago despite the fact that you know the stuff hadn't you know the only thing that had changed was you know there's a deadly virus that you know um is rampaging across the country um you know that was the only change but i played pokemon go a ton the last time i went on vacation and 
I didn't do it really at all. Like I, I didn't get my, you know, my streaks all got interrupted, you know, um, like I didn't really participate in the part two, um, mm. ultra unlock part two, which was fine. There was nothing I really wanted from that anyways, but it was just, like I said, I, I think that they really miscalculated and, and some ways, I, I don't think either of you guys are wrestling fans, but, um, you know, the, the antics, like, uh, there's no other word to describe it other than arrogance. And, you know, you see this sometimes with these companies who think they're like, they know what their fan base wants. You see it with like the WWE all the time. And we've got a couple of really good examples this weekend. And it always comes back to bite them in the butt. And, you know, you do that and you do that and you do that and you burn through so much goodwill. And I don't, and eventually that goodwill runs out and people just stop. They just stop caring. What's surprising is that I really thought they did a great job at the start of the pandemic, changing the game to make it more playable. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I mean, a lot of, a lot of game developers struggled throughout the pandemic, um, you know, with just work from home and just adapting to the various changes we've all had to go through for the last year and a half now. And I thought Niantic was way ahead of the curve on everything that they did with Pokemon Go. Like every time they'd make a change, I'm like, wow, that's like really user friendly. And listen, I understand if if we want to, if we want to, you know, look at it from a capitalist standpoint, we can say, well, you know, they want to keep their their players 100 percent granted. I, I get that. But they did a lot of things that that made a lot of people happy. And now all of a sudden they're undoing it at a terrible time and they're kind of throwing that goodwill out as you, as you put out, uh, pointed out. Yeah. Well, uh, this will be probably the most downer conversation we have on the podcast (laughs) this week. So let's, let's move on to literally anything else. Uh, Megan, we had a little bit of anime news. There was a, uh, a bit of a surprise tease that came out last week about a return of uh, a fan favorite character. Do you want to jump in and tell us more about that? Yeah, so with the anime right now in Japan, because obviously Netflix is still being very silent on when we're going to get some new uh, batches of English dubbed episodes. Uh, In Japan, the anime is still going on as usual. And at the end of the latest episode, we got like a sudden little little nod, little look at Cynthia. That was not something that we expected to see, uh, was not, um, you know, prefaced or teased uh, in any of the synopses leading up to the episode. It was kind of like a last minute thing. Uh, So Cynthia has shown up. It is yet another kind of um, old school face from the from the anime's previous seasons that has uh, shown up in Pokemon Journeys, which is great. Uh, so, I mean, we've had Iris so far showed up. We've had, um, you know, Gary show up at some points. Now we have Cynthia. Uh, so we're, we're curious to see how that goes. Um, in terms of Pokemon Journeys, I think it was a really smart move. I mean, the whole point of this a new series and the ambitious nature that they're trying to like endow the show with is that, you know, anybody can show up from previous seasons. I think Cynthia is a great, strong kind of character to do that for. It's very timely, obviously uh, with the upcoming Pokemon games we have coming up, uh, the remakes. Um, And so I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited to see how Cynthia pops in. Uh, We don't know for sure whether that's going to include an episode or an arc or anything like that. uh, But it seems like Cynthia is coming in hot. Yeah. So do you think that this means that we're going to get Sinnoh remakes? I don't think so. I don't, I mean, who cares about Sinnoh, right? I don't think we're going to see it. 
for a really long time. Oh, yeah, I mean, if ever, honestly. So. Yeah. No. So. No. It's, it's, no. Absolutely, it's connected. <laughs> if, you know, if you couldn't read into the, my sarcasm right there, it is Cynthia's appearance is absolutely connected to the fact that uh, we're getting the uh, Diamond and Pearl remake. So then, further on uh, down the road, we will get um, uh, Legends Arceus. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty hyped about it. Uh, g- give me one second because there was just an absolutely amazing uh, article, and I think it was on Kotaku. Um, it was either Kotaku or um, Polygon, and I'm trying to find. Um, I'm trying to find it because it had the most ridiculous headline I've ever I, I've ever seen. Oh, here it is. Um, uh, I'm I'm just going to give you this headline. It's it's from Polygon, and I'm just going to leave it as is. And it uh, refers not to anime Cynthia. I feel is very relevant to this and it is uh, Chibi Cynthia please destroy me when I pick up Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl um, and that <laughs> that was an actual headline Amazing. Um, <laughs> I mean let's be honest Cynthia could destroy everyone I feel I feel yeah, like if true. given yeah. the opportunity Cynthia would just curb some I mean Lady Cynthia carries the power of Lady Dimitrescu and then some so very much here for the chibi Cynthia or just regular Cynthia love. Yes, yes. And I'm I'm not going to we're not going to delve into this. This is not an episode of Pokemon After Dark, which is the <laughs> other podcast. I keep pitching to Jim and he keeps telling me no. Uh Hopper, we'll, we'll we'll set it up. We'll make it happen. You know, uh one of these days, you know, we're we're just gonna run with the Pokemon After Dark theme for like one episode only, and you guys are going to get the full Christian Hoffer experience, and that's all all I can say there. I don't know uh, if they can handle the full Christian Hoffer experience. Very few people can. I, <laughs> I I believe that you know the um you know pandemic orders were largely just to keep me contained for the last like year and a half. Um, otherwise, you know, like society just couldn't handle it. Uh, so, anyways, no. I think. I think that's about all of the non-Pokemon Presents news that we have to share uh, this week. So we're going to take a quick one-minute break. Um, If you're on Twitch, you're going to have a very awkward minute where um, we kind of sit around. If you're on the podcast, you're going to listen to our sponsors who help pay for this episode and all uh, other uh, the uh, other 119 episodes. Um, And then we'll be back and we're going to talk about Pokemon Presents in all of its glory. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Thanks for uh, waiting with us. Let's talk about some Pokemon Presents, shall we? Uh, So, uh, we had a Pokemon Presents. Uh, It was 28 minutes long, which I believe was the longest Pokemon Presents we have ever had. And a lot of stuff got covered. Um, So, um, Mark, do you want to run down all the stuff that we got in this uh, Pokemon Presents. I feel like I've been talking a lot, which always happens when Jim's not gone or when Jim's not here. Um, so, yeah, Mark, you tell us about the Pokemon. All right, yeah, let's me. let's get started. So we got an extended look at, uh, at at Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. I have to make sure I, I get that right because I always want to say it the other way. Um which uh, which looks very good coming out in November, um, and then we got to see a lot of Arceus, including a bunch of new Pokemon. Uh, we we have some some new forms, some completely new Pokemon, and uh, 
yeah, that that kind of that kind of brings up to, to speed a little bit, and then I guess we can all kind of to dive in uh, dive into that. I mean, my question is, where was my Pokemon Sleep update? Yeah, no, there was there was no Pokemon Sleep. <laughs> or which... more importantly, where was my Pokemon Puzzle League update? Because I'm still on that train to get get some more of that going. You know, yeah. we we didn't get that. We didn't get the Pokemon Quest update that we were hoping for last week, but we did get an <laughs> unexpected mobile game update and all of that. Pokemon Cafe. Pokemon Cafe is getting Pokemon Cafe Remix. So as it enters its second second year, um, we're getting uh, Pokemon Cafe Remix uh, with uh, some new Pokemon, some new forms, stuff like that. You know, uh, you know, it's always surprising um, that people are playing Pokemon Cafe, but I can't be that surprised. My wife actually still plays it. Oh uh, yeah, I still regularly. play it. So I mean, I'm not like hardcore into it, but when I'm like just on my phone, I mean, I've played Pokemon Cafe more in the last seven to ten days than I have Pokemon Go for sure. You know what was actually my favorite bit of the Pokemon Presents? Uh, the Pokemon Unite news. Um, they announced two new Pokemon coming to the game, and not a single one of them was Blastoise. Uh, <laughs> ah, Blastoise. Uh, we got Mamoswine and Sylveon uh, were both confirmed. The Mamoswine, I believe, was a pretty big surprise from the fan base. You know, I've been saying that, you know, Sylveon was leaked uh, a while back in a data mine, and we knew that. Uh, Mamoswine was in the game, but I don't think anyone was expecting that Mamoswine was going to be a a new playable Pokemon. So that's that's pretty big news, and that's they are really keeping up on like we're going to release like a new Pokemon here pretty regularly for that game, which that's great to see because I, I think that has been doing surprisingly well for the Pokemon company. Now, what lanes do Sylveon and Mamoswine kind of cover? Do we know uh, yet? Uh, I mean, we don't, we, I, like, I think Sylveon is going to be a support Pokemon. Okay. Um, and I, if I had to guess, Mamoswine could either slot in as a defender or maybe an all rounder. Um, Ooh. I, defender I, with my thought. yeah, like I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure. I don't think they said anything about it. They just said like, we're getting Mamoswine and Sylveon. What was that? Blastoise can't hear you. Moving on to the next announcement. Blastoise never heard of them. That's yeah. basically what we got. Hey, I'll take it. I'm curious to see how they fit in. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. I, I'm sure we'll get Blastoise next. Um, you know, uh, next but, year we'll get him next year. You mean? No, I think I think it'll be like in our big September update. Um, that's that's my hope at least. I mean, they announced it already. Why would they say Blastoise is coming to the game if they're not going to do Blastoise? Just to keep you hanging on, just hanging on the edge, just waiting every every time. But we'll see. Hey, I'm. It's not like me saying I don't want Blastoise. I love Blastoise. He is my beautiful water gun child. But uh, yeah, I have Pokemon. Pokemon is just trolling. Yeah, they, well, they like to do that though. Oh, they, absolutely! It's their favorite yeah. cross time. <laughs> they 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 do as as evidenced by the lead up to the Sinnoh announcements. And speaking of the Sinnoh announcements, like we, you know, with Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, um, I was surprised how much like updated features we're getting for that game. Like, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. I I had pretty low expectations for those games. I expected they said it's going to be a faithful remake, so I'm like, okay, we're going to get the same games that we did for Gen 4. They're just going to update it and remake it, kind of like what they did for, uh, you know, uh, the Zelda game that came out a couple of years ago. Not Skyward Sword, but uh, was it Link? Not Link's, Link's, Awakening. Link's Awakening. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And I, I was kind of expecting that. We're going to get cute little chibis, um, you know, and and that's that's all I was really thinking that we're going to get. But it looks like we're actually going to get some pretty cool features. Uh, the underground has gotten a big upgrade. Um, and the contests now have like a rhythm function, which yes. I don't think if I if I remember correctly and I it's been I don't know how long it's been since I, I don't even, I don't think I did a contest in Pokemon. Oh, oh, oh no, contests were my thing. I loved contests. And did they have any sort of rhythm thing to it? No. That's that's new, that, right? That, yeah. that, that that is new for sure. So, I loved contests are my favorite, so I'm very excited about this this rhythm section. Yeah. Um the 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 rhythm, the rhythm mini game, they have a couple of mini games that are coming in the underground. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, all around just um I am I am go- I feel like I'm going to be mildly impressed by Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. And like, and was I hallucinating but we will also have Pokémon walking behind us? Yes, we will. No, we will. Are coming back. Yes. Yep. I was worried I hallucinated that because I wanted that so badly as a carryover from the Let's Go. Uh, I am always, I'm so, so excited. I just, I, it's just a silly little thing that I love so much, but I'm very happy. And You're not again. alone. That's, that's a big, that's a big favorite feature. People love the, the walking behind you feature. Yeah. I know. It's just so cute watching little Eevee prance behind me, <laughs> trying so hard to catch up. It's my favorite. I, I really love to see how some of the different Pokemon move. Like when Venusaur started hopping around like a frog, like that yeah. was like like the craziest thing to me. Um, it's it's it should be really interesting. And they also will have at least some wild Pokemon in the overworld map. Now, it was a little bit hard to tell if that was only going to be in um, like so. The Grand Underground has these like places. Uh, I believe they're called like Pokemon Hideaways or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's basically where all the Pokemon that they saved for like Heart Gold and Soul Silver, like all the Gen One and Gen Two Pokemon that weren't in the Sinnoh decks. Um, it's where all those Pokemon are going to show up at. So you know, um, it, it's basically a way for you to get the then National Pokedex. And who knows what Pokemon? Maybe they'll bring in like. Gen five and beyond Pokemon in these hideaways too. We we do not know. I'm expecting it's only going to be like the first like 500 or so, like the up to like uh, the you know the first Gen fours. But some of those Pokemon only appear in Pokemon hideaways, and they're not just like here's the tall grass and shadows. And um, you know that's I think that's going to be really cool. Um, uh, so yeah, so I I think that. People are going to enjoy that game more than they thought. And I think for some people, like you, Mark, they might enjoy those Gen 4 games for the very first time. Yeah. Well, listen, I will say this. I've never disliked a main series Pokemon game. I've played every one when they've launched, with with the exception of like some like third games. Um, I've never disliked a, a main series Pokemon game, but Gen 4 is my least favorite Pokemon generation. And there's a lot in, in, in the trailer that came out last week. There's a lot like, oh, this is all the stuff that you weren't super fond of. But there's a lot of stuff too where I'm like, oh, okay, I, you know, I think I'm going to have fun. I, I think I'm going to enjoy myself with this. So fingers crossed, you know, it'll, it'll end up winning me over. I'm, I'm mad though at the Pokemon company because Europe is getting a steel book and we are not. 
Europe always yeah. does the steel books. Europe always gets steel books. Literally, when they did the, I, going back to the uh, Link's Awakening remake, the thing which I had before. to import and is amazing. Yeah, I had to import the steel book from Europe because it was like a little remake of the the you know Game Boy, and I thought it was so cool. It's and you the know best. they did it here. They just gave you like a couple of you know pretty cheap pins, and I was like, and so I did that. And when I went to go get my pins, they did they never got them. So. And and anyway, what I what I got mad over. about is I imported the the Pokemon Let's Go Steelbook, and then they ended up offering it at Best Buy like a few months later, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I mean, may, I guess depending on maybe how this does, they might bring the Steelbook over. It's just such a it's just such a crapshoot with uh, Nintendo sometimes. So I don't we'll I don't get it. Yeah, who knows? You, you know, they did announce a special. I believe it's a Switch Lite. That yes. is a callback mm-hmm. to the DS that they released for mm-hmm. uh, Diamond and Pearl, which I I forget because you know like during the DS days specifically, I was kind of a lapsed handheld fan. Like I didn't start playing uh, the Pokemon game, so like after Gen two, um, I dropped out for a really long time and didn't come back until XY, and then oh, I wow. went back. And like replayed all of the old, um, you know, Pokemon games, and um, you know, so I did not realize that you know they they were you know kept up with like the DS, like here's a Pokemon edition because I think I know we got that for the Game Boys because they had the Pokemon, you know, they had a Game Boy Yellow yeah. um, that was specifically for Pokemon Yellow, um, but I I didn't even put two and two together. It's just one of those things that I didn't think about. Yeah, and same. So, that that is that is really cool. So um, you know, they, they released uh yeah, that, that switch light if you don't have one and you you know are looking to get a switch here uh to per- perhaps play Pokemon Legends, um, you know, go and pick up this uh you know this you know this special edition uh because it's really cool looking. Like I I think it's awesome. I love that it's the exact same graphics from the DS Lite. Like I've yeah. seen a couple and like, even though I'm not like the biggest diamond pro fan in the world, I really hope that like, like I want to see people with their side by sides, like the, the DS light that they had, you know, back in 2006 or 2007 and the switch light, because I, I think that's really cool. Oh yeah, for sure. It's going to happen. It'll, oh, make, yeah. it'll make all of us emotional. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about Pokemon legends. Cause that, that was kind of like the one where, you know, whenever they do these Pokemon presents, it always goes one of two ways. Either it breaks the internet in a good way because they managed to do something like really innovative and something that people weren't expecting. Or, they break the internet because everyone hates the Pokemon company's guts. This was not one of the latter. This was a let's break the internet in a good way. Pokemon Legends will have new Pokemon and new Pokemon forms. They they did four. Uh, they they showed off four of them. Two. Uh, uh, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this. Hisuian, I believe, is how it's pronounced. Um, so I guess dialing back. They announced that Pokemon Legends uh, Arceus would be set in the uh, Hisui region, which is what we know as today as the Sinnoh region. I'm sure there will be an in-story reason for how we went from Hisui to Sinnoh, but we we didn't get it. And it's it's kind of weird. I'll I'll just put a side note. It's a little bit weird because the Sinnoh region is based on like Hokkaido in, um, you know, actual Japan. And that Mm -hmm. is where there was a... um, 
large population of indigenous people who lived in that area that was then sub- subjugated by like you know the Japanese empire and stuff mm-hmm. like that during like the 1800s which is kind of when this uh game is set so i was like what is going on here like that's that's kind of kind of weird just a just a little bit weird yeah um, but so um there will be new Pokemon. We're getting new evolutions for Basculin and um, oh shoot, I'm I'm totally blanking on oh and Stantler. Um, yes. so we're getting uh, Weird Deer, which is like a plus, absolutely a plus naming. It just Weird looks Deer. that that evolution is my favorite thing because it just looks like something from Princess Mononoke from Studio Ghibli. Mm-hmm. Like that is exactly somebody watched Princess Mononoke preparing for this and said. We can do this, and just gave Stantler a beautiful beard, <laughs> and yeah, I'm and obsessed. Those, um, the, the the antlers with like the very angular antlers look so freaking cool. Like, yes. oh man, I was just, uh, I I remember because they first like showed a glimpse of it, and it's like, look at this cool Pokemon. I'm like, oh, that's they're doing like a Sino, uh, Sino Stantler, and it actually looks pretty cool. And then they're like. This is weird, dear. This is a brand new Pokemon. It's the evolution. I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. And yeah. this continues the Gen Four tradition of you know the Gen Four was known for. We're going to take like a dozen or so Pokemon and give them either new baby forms or new evolved forms. And that was like that was the Sinnoh region's gimmick. And they're continuing that with Weird Deer and Basculegion, which has the craziest backstory of any Pokemon in the last <laughs> few years. Like, what the absolute heck? Like, I couldn't believe it. It is it is a Basculin that is possessed by the souls of its dead flock or schoolmates who were not able to survive the harsh upstream conditions of when it, I don't know, does its mig- migratory whatever. And so it gets possessed by the souls of the damned and then becomes this like big, like Gyarados like fish. And it's just like, what, what are you doing? Like why? And you can ride it. Yes. <laughs> I think Phantom might have it beat just slightly, oh, but yeah. it's close. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Phantom Souls of Dead Children will always win in terms of the creepo meter, but you know, it's, 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 it's close. <laughs> yeah, but this one, this one was hilarious because, like, you know, they had like the poor voiceover lady, and she's like, "Oh, let's talk about some of the things we find in Pokemon Legends Arceus. This is Basculegion. It's a Basculin that's been possessed by the souls of its dead uh, schoolmates, and it just and she just keeps going. That's <laughs> like, what a pro! Like, what a pro! Oh, she did fantastic. <laughs> like, like, I would, I would love be- to have seen the cold read of that. <laughs> they were like, what?" <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Almanac in the chat says, I wonder how it's going to evolve. I don't believe we will have to kill Basculins, right? Right? I don't know! We might! I mean, like... All bets are off with with Arceus. You probably do. You probably have to defeat, like, a number of Basculins, like, with Basculin, and then that your Basculin will evolve, too. (laughs) Because it's been carrying all those dead souls with it as you have defeated them in battle. Uh, That's horrifying. I'm, 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 I can't wait. I cannot wait. And you can ride both these Pokemon and you can also ride, uh, ride the, uh, Hisuian version of, uh, Braviary, which is now a psychic type. It's a psychic flying type, uh, Pokemon, 
which is uh you know it's got these like kind of like um psylocke from before she got uh like you know possessed Quanin, like the butterfly effect thing that she used to do like in her earliest appearances she's kind of got that uh thing going on with its like you know head feathers and that's pretty cool it's it's a pretty subtle but neat design yeah i like that bravery Bra- braviary bravery yeah, I like that braver i've always pronounced it uh braviary uh, yeah but, you yeah. know we have established that none of us can actually say any of these Pokemon names. So why? This, why is, a, this is a this is a safe place for pronunciation, but most importantly, it's a safe place for everyone's favorite version of oh. the regional variants. Without I a save, doubt, I saved the best for last, and that is Growlithe is finally getting a uh, a, a regional variant. It's awesome. It looks like um, it, it looks like the um, I, 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 I like the Chinese lions kind of. Um, and oh my god uh, they always appear in pairs apparently like the the like it is a fire rock type and so it's got this like you know rock formation that's like kind of like flowing over its eyes it looks absolutely adorable i cannot wait to see what uh it evolves into like oh man it it like it took the internet by storm this oh. might this might be a little hyperbolic. It might be one of my favorite regional variants so far. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I mean, um, I don't think it's hyperbolic of the people on Twitter who was who were saying that they would die for this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were people who were like, "I will just lay down everything for this for this little buddy." Um, but I do love it, and I, I do want to mention the comment um, section. CG Luigi says that now the painting of the four legendaries in the first episode of the anime is canon, um, which I thought was so neat because how they're presenting Growlithe in this region being, um, you know, more tangentially related to real life um, legendary mythological creatures, you know, from, uh, you know, East Asian traditions uh now this kind of works with the first picture if you will remember in the anime ash sees a picture and it's like moltres uh zapdos articuno and then it looks like a figure of um you know growlith or arcanine um but now it seems that you know given the little wart rock that we have on growlith's head he looks more akin to what we see in that image so i'm really curious to see if that's going to have any kind of connection in the anime but either way Growlithe is best boy, confirmed. Uh, I wouldn't want nothing more in my life than to have this version of Growlithe on a team with my Yamper from Sword and Shield because that's just like everything to me. I need Eevee in that party. I, I just need so many things. So I'm going to bring up the age-old debate uh, in this podcast. So, you know, Hisuian... Growlithe is obviously based off of uh, the Chinese lions that you see, you know, they, they originate in China, but they are shown really, you know, in all parts of, you know, you know, specifically, you know, Asia and Southeast Asia. They're, they're very popular. Um, while we here in America and, you know, in English, we call them lion dogs. That's how they're colloquially known. You know, mm-hmm. in China, where they originated, they were specifically called, you know, lions. Mm-hmm. Nowhere does dog appear. Does that mean that Growlithe is actually a cat? Wow, you're asking some really tough questions today. I'm I'm just yeah. pointing out. I'm just pointing I out mean, like the, the very obvious, you know, thing here. You know, Hisu and Growlithe 
is very clearly based off of a lion. No dog, despite, you know, and it's just like how it is in the Pokemon franchise. People see like a Butterfree and we're like, is that is that a dog? And it's like, no, no, none of these things are dogs. None of these things are dogs. They're Pokemon. But I'm just I'm going to try to take one back for the cat people out there. Growlithe's a dog. I mean, you say that, but I've just presented, you know, I mean, here's irrefutable proof. I mean, the thing is, I mean, if we're taking it in the context of the Pokemon franchise, it's not a cat and it's not a dog. It's a weird hybrid. And I know that us in our own cultural context here in the United States desperately want to put it as best doggo or greatest <laughs> feline. But I, I just don't think we can do that. If you put a gun to my head, I'm going to say it's a dog. But I ultimately, it's just like the perfect amalgamation of both. I think this week I am going to have to write a article on comicbook.com in which I make the argument that Growlithe is now a cat using the cultural context here as, as, as proof. And I will break the internet. You will. And that's, that's a classic Christian Hoffer move right there. You're just stirring up the pot. You're just stirring <laughs> it up left and right. He loves oh my it. gosh, I love the comments. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce it. Demolos R. Elbard, and they said, cats don't work for the police. Officer Jenny is pissed right now. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> that is hilarious. I, I'm, I'm curious, because police dogs, but I'm sure somewhere there are police cats. We have, we have cats. Know. We have cats in government offices in Japan, so anything's game, I think. Yeah, no, it's, it's because, you know, um, like the, the Japanese refer to, um, you know, the, the guardian lions, the Chinese guardian lions as Korean dogs because they came over to Japan from Korea, you know, and they came yeah. from Korea, you know, for China. So that's, that's basically how they've, you know, all, you know, that's kind of how that got started. And, you know, people are like, oh, these are like, are like chow chows or they're Pekingese dogs or something like that. But like in China, where they originated from, they are they are straight up these are you know lions this is our version of like mythological like lion creatures it's it's going to be a um you know it's it's going to be a hoot i'm i i i'm so, sorry i'm just calling it as i see does, it does the pokemon universe have like the equivalent of like 23 and me or something can we give like a dna genealogy <laughs> test to this Growlithe? we need we need the answers we need the answers. Somebody goes, Growlithe barks. He's a dog. I'm like, I don't know. Growlithe makes a pixelated sound. You know, my Pokemon games. I don't know what you're talking about. There's no barking going on. It makes like a noise, you know, whenever it comes out. So now regardless. Um, sorry, sorry, Megan. No, I was just, I was just going to say, no matter what happens, this is a spicy take. <laughs> <laughs> Jim's not here. Somebody's, somebody's got to do it. That's just true. The thing that made me like so happy that day is seeing all of the the new Growlithe art that came out like an hour, two hours after the Pokemon presents. Mm -hmm. Like the turnover was ridiculous on that. Oh, yeah. Like, no, I've, you know, and we've seen like really strong reactions to some other Pokemon before. Sobble was another one that like I feel like people like really took to. But this was so much quicker. It was like there was just a legion of fan artists who are just like like threw down what they were doing, ran over to their tablet and just started drawing like all day. It was great. Like I've I 
you know, that's how you know it was a good Pokemon Presents. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like when Yamper was introduced and all of the people just started doing all of the best Yamper Corgi fan art. I mean, come on. We knew it was going to happen. Uh, speaking speaking of Yamper, uh, you know, uh, in, in related, sort of, not really, but Jim's not here so we can talk about it news. Um, you know, Cowboy Bebop, Ein is a Corgi. I was very worried about this. You know, because yeah. there, there were reports. There were reports that were like, yeah, Ein's not a Corgi. And I was like throwing tables. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to watch this stupid show. I don't care how sexy John Cho is. <laughs> um, and then they released the first look at the live action Cowboy Bebop today. And sure enough, Ein is a Corgi. The world, everything is right with the, wor- uh, with the world. I will be watching when that comes out in November. Megan, mark your thoughts on this very important, not really Pokemon-related news. Hey, all I have to say is as we get closer to the release of the uh, Cowboy Bebop uh, Netflix adaptation, and we have Ein, we don't know where Ed is, but I'm waiting for some brave soul to do a Pokemon crossover and turn Ein into Yamper, uh, turn John Joe into a Pokemon trainer as Spike Spiegel. Give me all of this crossover material. It's what I deserve, honestly, for all the work I do for the anime <laughs> fandom. So if anyone's listening, this is what I ask of you in my spare time is please give Cowboy Bebop a makeover, but turn Ein into Yamper, and I will be very pleased. <laughs> I I have never seen Cowboy Bebop. What? I know that's, Get out! No, Get out! Oh, I know. This is a Pokemon podcast. I thought this was safe space. <laughs> oh, this is a safe space. But now that we've connected a character in Bebop to Pokemon, game's over, man. <laughs> but but I did see the set uh, the the photos that Netflix released today, and, and it looks great. So I'm I'm hopeful. I might have to give it a chance. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I will just say this, Mark. Uh, I don't know if you how much of an anime fan you are, but Cowboy Bebop is probably one of the top three anime of all time. Which like, is what I've heard. Oh, know, yeah. Like it, it holds up insanely well. Um, like I I just did a rewatch of it during quarantine and it's like, nope, still good. Still everything, <laughs> you know, like On point. man, it's like how how is this like anime which is like 25 years old or something like that like still like if it came out today like people would be like oh this is indeed a perfect perfect like no nostalgia glasses at all like you know because there's a couple of those that came out in the 90s like um that people are like oh this is so good and you watch it's like this sucks (laughs) um and it's it's purely it's it's like a purely like they they just don't date well like you know because animation is you know it's a very rapidly evolving thing. And, um, you know, sometimes what was really good 25 years ago looks like incredibly dated now. Um, but Cowboy Bebop is not one of those things. I just got super depressed because, you know, you said 25 years ago and I swear I was like, Oh, I didn't know it was in the eighties. And, and then it, it dawned on me that, no, you were talking about the late nineties and I'm like, Oh, Um, now I'm looking to see like, (laughs) yeah, it was 1998. Okay. Thank God. Like, I was going to be, like, really worried that I was, like, miscounting my, like, you know, how old the franchise is. Well, it's like, they just, uh, you know, Lupin the Third is going to be 50 years old, uh, like, this October. And I was just like, oh, oh, God. Like, you know, that is, like, that is twice my, well, not twice my age. That's like, and that scares me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, like, you know, like, stuff like that. It's like, yeah, you know, 
um, these franchises. I mean, Pokemon is 25 years old. That's crazy. I, that I is, mean, that is wild. wild. That, yeah. that is wild. And me here on the podcast as the resident millennial slash Gen Z, I'm over here like, hey, <laughs> that's enough on all this history. <laughs> I, I still I still remember getting the first issue of, of Pokemon, the electric tail of Pikachu from my LCS in, in 1998. And it's so weird that that was 25 years ago. Now, did oh, they, did no, they try did they try releasing that in like floppy form? It was in floppy form. I don't. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was a hundred percent floppy, and it was our. It was it was English style. So they they everything split. They flipped it. Oh wow! Yeah, it, those are the dark days. Yeah, it's and it's not as far as I know, it's never come back, which is a shame because that was my introduction to the franchise. I love no, it. They, I, they did. Uh, give me a second. Um, they they've done Electric Tail of Pikachu, I think. Yeah, but um, we, I mean, they did like a one-time brief run, uh, but then obviously the mainline manga series came in and just kind of wiped uh, all that history out. So it, it is interesting. Uh, anything's, anything's possible, though. Pokemon, uh, some things they do really great at bringing from Japan to the United States, and some things they just never care to, to mess with. Uh, usually things that take a little bit more effort are... Uh, more difficult to push. So like translation, all that stuff, even though that process is immensely streamlined uh, these days compared, you know, to 20, 25 years ago, uh, you know, that, that definitely explains it, but I, I would love huh. to see that whole thing brought through. Mark, you are indeed correct. I, yeah. They have apparently not reprinted it. I could have sworn they have. And there's one issue that never got translated at all, correct. which was, Mewtwo Strikes Back uh, adaptation, which is a shame because Toshihiro Ono's Pokemon art is unbelievable. I'm sure I'm butchering that name. Um, his Pokemon art is phenomenal. Very, yeah. very off um, off key art, which I think it might be why we haven't seen it since. Because like his his Firo looks absolutely nothing like Firo, and there's a lot of Pokemon like that. But um, I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, it's um, wow, and you know it's crazy. The first volume of that comic sold a million copies, um, which, you know, would be make it the highest back in the 90s. That was the highest selling comic since X-Men uh, one, you know, the Jim Lee, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Claremont uh, comic. Um, yeah. So, you know, just just wild stuff. We are we are, we are so- know, I said, like we have no time for the tangents and we saved it all for the very end. <laughs> that is true, because I mean, we have to get to the, the most anticipated best part of the podcast. Yes. Right? Yes. The polka fact of the week. So this week we are continuing our uh, trip down the Johto Pokedex and we are to Blossom um, and. Yeah, we already talked about Oddish and Gloom and all that stuff, but I did find an interesting fact. That you know, probably a lot of people already know that uh, you can't get Blossom in uh, the uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, it is not native to the Alola region, despite the fact that it's very clearly based off a of Hula Dancer. Yeah, I really don't. I, I I'm still mad about it. Like I don't. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, <laughs> I, somebody make it make sense to me, please. I I thought it was. Like I, I had totally forgotten about this. I'm pretty sure I wrote about it when it came out, <laughs> and I was just like, "Really? Like what? What the heck? This is like what? Like what they did with Soul Rock and Lunatone? Like those weren't in the original ones either." Oh, uh, 
It doesn't make sense because even in the Sword and Shield, like Pokedex entries, it says that it's pl- that Belossum is plentiful in the tropics. And if the Alola region is not considered a tropical region, then there's not one in the entire Pokemon universe. Like, unless there's specifically like some sort of virus or something in the Alola region that is like makes it in, like inhibitable or like, I, I, I don't know. I don't Megan. know. Megan, they're clearly talking about the Orange Islands. Oh, clearly, clearly, <laughs> apparently, that's where it's at. I just, that's I don't know. I just, I just loved how when that that news broke back in the day that Alola wasn't going to have Belossum, and everyone was like accusing Belossum of cultural appropriation. It was so. I just don't understand. It's so clearly borrowing from that aesthetic of Hula, which is. Hawaiian and Alola and I just anyways I can't it, that's, that's you, a weird decision on their part you yeah. cannot make it make sense it's like it's like basing Growlithe which is very clearly a dog oh, no. after Guardian Lions <laughs> oh gosh here we go <laughs> you had to know you were going to get him started <laughs> yeah that is true that is true I should have known better we've been doing this podcast episode 120 and I still haven't learned my lesson <laughs> oh man so this has been another uh another great episode of the podcast thank you so mark uh, so much mark wow thank you so mark um thank you so much mark uh for joining us uh this episode uh mark where can people here. find you on the internets uh at mark the champ m-a-r-c-d-a champ on twitter and you can hear me ranting about how i don't like gen 4 um but i'm still excited for both the the games and uh you can obviously find me a comic book um you know in the meantime so and uh megan where can people find you yeah if you want to talk to me about your explanation for Belossum, if you have one, please hit me up on Twitter at Megan Peters CB. That is where I live. That is where I breathe. Uh, and I, I would love to have conversations with you, especially if they involve Vaporeon. And uh, you can find me at Seahoffer Seabus, where I talk about Pokemon, Dungeons and Dragons, and assorted other things. Um, also, you can find our Pokemon podcast. The official uh, Twitter account for that is at PokemonPodCB. And if you want to support the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. Follow us on Twitter. Go and comment on our Pokemon articles. All of that does a lot to help with the, um, you know, the algorithms that gives us more exposure to more people, helps build the show up and allows us to keep putting the show on each and every single Monday at noon Eastern time uh, on Twitch. And usually the podcast episodes show up a few hours afterwards on, uh, on podcast players. Uh, So I think that's, that's about it. Good, good episode, everyone. And uh, thank you so much for listening as always. Yeah. We'll catch you later. Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) 